How many people do you know who struggle with their health? Chances are, whether they show it or not, most of the people in your life do. And chances are, you're one of them. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, depression, endometriosis, acne, eczema, autoimmune, thyroid, Lyme, brain fog, fatigue, or any other symptom or condition, you're far from alone. Living with symptoms has become the new normal. So no more guessing games. It's time to get answers. Welcome to the Medical Medium Podcast. I'm Anthony Williams. Hey, everybody. We're talking about domestic chemical warfare. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Air fresheners, scented candles, colognes, perfumes, which are weakening us while we're trying to live. We're all being trained to enjoy being poisoned while being choked out at the same time we're smiling. Our air we breathe is supposed to be so important to us all. Meanwhile, every breath we breathe is filled with deception, deceit, and negligence. Without an apology or even a warning, the industries laugh at us on the way to the bank while we bathe in their poisons and suffocate over time. If you're somebody that values the air you breathe in any way and you don't like anything invading your air, like, and freshness matters to you, like, it's got to be fresh, fresh everything, fresh air matters, or if you're someone who has a chemical sensitivity or you're struggling with health symptoms, maybe you got anxiety, you know, I don't know, maybe you're somebody with fatigue, brain fog, or anything else, then you might want to stick around for this episode. It's an important one because it's about the air you breathe, that we all breathe, really. Spirit of Compassion would always tell me years ago, products like air fresheners, scented candles, even colognes, perfumes, after a shave, you know, all of it contains highly toxic substances, some more than others, some in small amounts, some in larger amounts, but still toxic. And I think about that, right? Toxic? And when I was younger, I was like, what do you mean toxic? That means that if I'm breathing it, then I'm breathing in something that's toxic. Okay, but I don't like that stuff. So why am I breathing it? Um, I don't like the smell of it or I don't want to breathe it. Like, do I want to purposely breathe that in if it's toxic? You know, and it's that kind of thing where you say, hey, wait a minute, it's not my choice and I'm breathing it? See, back 20 years ago, the word air freshener just meant an obscure like old aerosol can that would come out when house cleaning happened in a house or, you know, it's underneath the kitchen sink. Somebody sprays it in the bathroom after they go to bathroom. Maybe when they went to bathroom, it was extra stinky and it's a house rule. It's like you grab that air freshener and (laughs) you spray it right after when the toilet's flushing, going down. And you know, and most of the time the can would just get kind of rusty. It would sit underneath the sink in a damn kitchen sink or something, hardly being used in some households. But the world has changed. You know, the thing is, and even back then, like one out of 20 people would use them in their homes, maybe less, maybe a little more, depending on where it was. But the world has changed since then. All right. And not for the better. You would think for the better, like, wait a minute, you're spraying something that might be not good smells good, I guess, or does it really smell good? But the world has changed and not for the better. The chemical industry has taught us how to kill ourselves 
slowly or smelly. How to kill ourselves smelly. I mean, how to lower our immune systems. And I don't know when you think about it, if something's lowering our immune system, Spirit of Compassion told me it does, if something lowers our immune system and weakens our lungs, frazzle our nervous systems, max out our livers, I don't know, like if you know that, that everything you breathe or inhale has to, or enters your mouth, because it also enters your mouth, has to come up to the liver, has to go to the liver in the end, it has to deal with it. And anything that fogs out our brains, and you know what the thing is about all these chemical smells that the chemical industry taught us to like, taught us to slowly kill ourselves with? We bought line and sinker. We bought it. We bit the worm. We got hooked. In the old days, all right, people used air fresheners, scented candles, perfumes, and colognes to purposely hide their stinky homes or maybe their smelly bodies. And it was like, hey, um, you know, honey, I think you need a little extra cologne. So <laughs> put that extra cologne while we're going out tonight. Like it was the hide smells too because people, you know, they, they got a lot of toxins inside of them and a lot of people have different types of BO going down. I mean, it's well known, but a lot of times this old stuff was used for it and it's a small percentage compared to today from yesterday. People still hide their smells if a cat pee is going on in the house and you want to hide that or dog pee or maybe you got pet birds or something and you know, anything like that. And I'm all about pets. I love pets. And, but people, they kind of hide their pet smell sometimes. And I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, no, it's okay. Pets, man, this pets smell good, whatever they smell like. But people tend to like to do that. And I get it. But the people who use them today, it's a different story. It's more than just that. The people who use those chemicals now are trained. They've been trained to get used to the smell, to love the smell. And we adapted and acclimated to liking toxic, dangerous, poisonous chemicals now that are fake and smell like fake flowers. Well, that's what they smell like, fake flowers. I mean, how can they smell like real flowers, right? And because they can't. Many of the people who don't use these chemical air fresheners, are you one of them? Are you somebody that doesn't like cologne, like all in your nose and all in your face? Or you don't like something else, like the, you know, the chemical air fresheners? Or you don't like scented candles? Are you somebody like that? Well, the people who don't use these chemical air fresheners instantly know how toxic they smell. Are you somebody that knows it? Like, do you get it when it happens? And they instantly know how bad they feel when they enter their sinuses and lungs. So it's like, whoa, just got a whiff <sighs> right up the sinus cavity, right in the lungs. You know, these people who know this can even feel a sizzle in their nose. Like my nose feels kind of like sizzly and burning eyes. They get a little burning eyes. And this can be a good thing though, okay? Because check this out, you guys. Because if th this is a good thing, this means your senses are working and they're there, to, they're there to protect us and tell us, warning, warning, we got something bad coming up there. You know, <laughs> so you got, you got some toxic chemicals going up to those, to those senses right there, heading right up. And it's like a warning. You know it. Eyes are burning. Nose is sizzling. You know, you guys might want to know this right here, okay? And you guys, maybe you guys know this already. Animal testing was big 
not too long ago. There were always labs with animals in cages of all kinds that became the guinea pigs. They became the guinea pigs all through the decades and decades, including guinea pigs themselves, literally. But they were there to be the testers for these toxic chemicals. You probably heard of that. You know that. Animal testing. To have these chemicals placed on them and in them. So be like, well, the fur didn't fall off that little critter, so that's a good start here. Or, you know, is there a rash starting on this little critter here? Let me go into this cage and check this out. Okay, there's no rash. Go. Oh, there's a rash going on here when we put this chemical on them. And wait a minute, this little critter's eyes are, are, are you know, something's going on with these eyes right here. And this critter is losing its eyesight. We shouldn't have put that stuff on its eyes. And it's like animal testing, okay? You know the deal. And they want to see what the breaking point was for these animals, to see how long they lived or whatever, or to see if their, their skin was burned or rashed or to see if they exhibited any neurological symptoms. Like, do the animals tremor? You know, do they have a problem there? The goal was to see how much time passed without showing immediate harm. And if things look good or they look good enough, the chemicals would be passed. They would get the green light. So, you know, animals, animals were tested on with these chemicals and then, boom, green light. And then these chemicals would go on the industrial market once they got the green light now. Now they're up for sale, okay? Chemicals up for sale now, and they get cataloged for industrial use. And when someone goes shopping for these chemicals, like, hmm, I need some chemicals for something, then it enters into products. That's what happens, products. And then those products are used by humans, and then we became the test subjects, were the test subject. Nowadays, it's not always about animal testing. You know, that's, that's, that's stopping here or there, but it's still going on too. I mean, worldwide, it's still going on. It's mostly about human testing now. It's about testing it on humans because we're the test subjects no one should be a test subject, okay? No animal, no human should ever be like up against something stupid like that. Like we should not be tested upon with stupid stuff. I call it stupid because toxic chemicals are stupid. It's really that bad. It's a no-brainer. No one should be exposed to anything like that. No one. You know, to start with, there are three problems with this. Let's go into the first problem. One is... People who unknowingly use these fragrances are hindering their own health. So that's the first problem right there. It's like one group of people. They're out there. They're using it. They're like plugging in those plugins. They're spraying the stuff out of the cans. Um, they got the air fresheners in the car. They're burning scented candles left and right every day. They got their scented candles, toxic scented candles, right? The chemical-laden ones. And they're hindering their own health. But that's their decision. They're making that decision to use those fragrances, but they don't know it's not helping them. They don't know it's bad for them. So it's just not their fault, okay? And maybe you'll hear this show, if you're one of them, be like, whoa, okay, I get it now. But the second group of people, the second problem is the people who get exposed when they don't want anything to do with these smells, right? So it's like, well, I don't, I don't like those scented candles. 
I don't like those plugins. Ugh, it gives me a headache, makes me sick. I don't like that. But I'm forced to have to smell it. So they're being forced to smell them because of other people making the decision for them. And I, I don't know. Do you want people making a decision for you with everything, right? And that's what happens. This is like chemical warfare. So the decision gets made for you, whether you like it or not, you will get the draft of these chemicals, one shape, you know, one form, one way. It'll happen. And then there's the third problem. A group of people that are already so chemical sensitive that these smells instantly make them sick and even flatline them. Like, what I mean flatline, what does that mean? You guys might know if you're chemical sensitive. Like, flatline means, whoa, you got hit with it, and you, like, you like become like an insect that just got sprayed by a pesticide, and you're, like, all of a sudden withering away, like, oh, my God. It's like, it just hits you, gives you the migraine, gets you a headache. You're just in bed for a day because you, you're so sensitive from these chemicals. They instantly make you sick. And they almost disable some people. I've seen it where that stuff just makes them sick for days, where it makes their symptoms already they have kind of worsens them, you know, too. These people are the canaries. It's like the canaries in the coal mine, right? And, you know, and they're humans, these canaries. So think about that. These sensitive people are human beings. Are you one of them? And so realize if they're humans... What are you? Are you an alien? No. If you're not, if you're not being sensitive to, you know, okay, listen. If you're not sensitive to these chemical smells and they don't affect you on any level, and you really don't care because you don't even know what you're smelling or understand them or doesn't even phase you, you're still human though. You're human too. So you got to look at your other human brothers and sisters, and be like, whoa. These canaries, they're getting sick from this stuff. These smells are really bothering them. Validation that it's bothering them. So that means they can't be healthy, these things. So yeah, you might feel okay using them, but you're human too, which means they're not helping you either. These chemical scent scented candles, air fresheners are not helping you either. You're just not feeling those effects like that. What people don't realize is this is how the game is played. Everything is good for you until it's not. So everything is good for you, research and science says, until it's not. Smoking was fine. Smoking was great for you for decades. According to research and science, they didn't see a problem with it until it wasn't. Until everyone got lung cancer and COPD, all right? Asbestos was safe years ago. It was perfectly safe to breathe in and work with until it wasn't, and everybody got lung cancer. Mercury was safe for well over a 1,000 years for everybody until it wasn't, and everybody went insane. And by the way, they still sneak mercury in everything, drugs worldwide. Mercury gets slipped into drugs worldwide, and they don't tell anybody. The shoe store radiation machine called the fluoroscope when women would go in there and get their shoe size measured by a radiation machine was perfectly safe in the 1940s and 1950s until it wasn't. And thousands of women's legs were amputated. You know, car seats were considered safe without a headrest until they weren't. 
every fender bender broke the person's neck. It was terrible. I talked to somebody who was in his 80s who remembers all the cars back then. And he said, when the cars had some speed to it and you stepped on the gas, you put the pedal to the metal, you know, you have a lead foot, the passenger, their head would go backwards. It was like a nightmare. You'd get whiplash just from stepping on the gas. And he remembers his wife would get whiplash all the time if he stepped on the gas. And they got into a fender bender too. And they both, their heads went backwards. And science of research, that was at its best. They didn't think we needed any headrests. It was actually invented. It was actually talked about. It was, it, there was even a prototype. But science research says it's not going to make a difference. They had some guys in lab coats who were like, it's not going to make a difference if we have a headrest or not. And look, look at lead paint. Lead paint was safe until it wasn't. It took enough babies and children eating lead paint chips off the windowsills to get the message that it wasn't safe. Lead paint. Science research thought it was fine. They thought it was really safe. It's so sad. DDT was safe to use too. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was on all our food. It was everywhere. They're still using it all over the world, right? It was safe. Science research thought it was great. It was great to put on our bodies until it wasn't, it killed all the bald eagles in North America and a lot more animals. I mean, it's unbelievable. So just imagine what it did to people. And and guess what? They're still using it out there. It's floating around on the planet. It goes from continent to continent. It floats in the air. It's in the airstream. You breathe it in. Look, I'm just scratching the surface. I'm not even going into the pharmaceuticals on what science and research thought was safe on pharmaceuticals until it wasn't. Okay, we can play this game all day long. You throw one at me, I'll throw one back at you. You throw one at me, I'll throw one back at you. But, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you might be thinking that's all in the past. That's not science research now. Like, A.W. is talking about just what's in the past. Ah, that's old science research. What did they know? Hmm, very funny because... Really funny. You know, scented candles, air fresheners, colognes, perfumes should all be fine, all be safe. Everybody's, you know, good and safe with them. Science and research is fine with them until they're not, which will come when enough people get chemicals sensitive over time and sick, and it comes to the surface, and then bam, another one bites the dust. But we're not there yet. But how many people will suffer between now and then, who cares? I don't know. Who cares? Who the hell cares? Because no one does. No one does. No one gives a crap. Who cares if our children breathe in all that waxy, oily chemical that was formulated in a chemical company lab industry all around the planet, God knows where on the planet, spewing out air fresheners and scented candles, burning scented candles. But wait a minute. You might be somebody who thinks research and science has your back and it's safe, right? That's what they want you to think. They want you to feel safe and warm and fuzzy inside, you know, like having a big, nice, comfy blanket, a research and science comfy blanket all wrapped around you, a research and science fuzzy blanket Nice and warm, can't go wrong, can't do no wrong, get on the couch, get all comfortable with that blanket, 
and they got your back, and you can snuggle up with research and science, as demonstrated by my recent examples, <laughs> until they didn't have your back, <laughs> until they don't. <laughs> research and science is paid off. They're part of the game. They're paid off. Oh, but I get it. I get it. It's dinner time. Friends are coming over. Got to put on some perfume, some cologne. You know, hey, honey, where's my cologne? You know, got to light a candle, set the ambiance, the vibe. And rightfully so. Everyone should be able to do that. It's your right. But what's evil is no one is given the choice to decide if they want to poison themselves or their friends or poison their family or not because they're not being told that this is just a chemical soup because they're not being informed or told that this isn't good. So everybody's coming over, company's coming over, you got the candles going, you know, send the candles here, send the candles on the table, the coffee table, everybody's chatting around and no one's given the choice to decide, wait a minute, that stuff's bad? Because science and research isn't telling you. You got that warm, fuzzy blanket around you. They got your back. They would let you know if they were bad. They would let you know if those air fresheners and scented candles were bad. Of course they would. Of course. That's science today knows everything, you know? But let me tell you something. Air fresheners are a tough one, a tough one. Spirit of compassion always tells me, if you're somebody that doesn't smoke, but you're using plug-in air fresheners and even scented candles too, you're better off unplugging the air fresheners, throwing out the air fresheners, throwing away the scented candles, and taking up smoking. You will stand a better chance health-wise. You know, air fresheners enter the lungs and the waxy, oily chemical film enters the lung sacs, reducing, guess what, our oxygen capacity. It's a spirit of compassion, tells me. Eventually, this oily film and residue ends up in our bloodstream and then gets into our liver and then our lymphatic system. And it even dehydrates us internally, like internally dehydrates our tissue. These synthetic chemicals that are used to create fragrances can lower the immune system because our immune cells like the lymphocytes, basophils, monocytes, neutrophils, all the white count, everything get coated by these chemicals. So your killer cells, you want your killer cells able to kill. That's what you want. So when, when you pick up a new bug somewhere, you know, whether it's in a relationship, because that's, everybody's passing around streptococcus. Everybody does. People got two, three varieties of streptococcus. They got acne. They got UTIs going on. They got, you know, chronic sinusitis. They got styes. They got sore throats. <laughs> they got everything. And air infections, all that stuff. Or whatever bugs we're passing around in a restaurant, public bathroom, relationships, life, that's the way it works. Everybody has bugs and pathogens and you know, our immune cells, they can weaken from these chemical toxic soups that are spewing out of the candles and so forth. And we need our killer cells to be able to kill. We want them to be able to do what they need to do, kill off those invaders. But here's the problem. Those lymphocytes and those immune cells, those white blood cells, they get coated by these chemicals and this slows down and weakens our immune system for days at a time. 
our immune system relies on oxygen. It feeds it. And that waxy residue, oily film, scented candles, air fresheners keep the immune cells from receiving maximum levels of oxygen. And these toxic smells have the uncanny ability to saturate through cell tissue. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. If a surgeon was paying attention or wasn't using toxic fragrances themselves when doing surgery, okay, they would be able to smell those smells. They would be able to smell those fragrances while opening up the patient. So I was like, okay, here we go. Got the patient on the table. Let's, uh, you know, nurse, a uh, knife, please. And opening up the patient, let's get this appendix out right here. And, um, hmm, smells like tiger lilies or is daisies or is that roses? I can't tell. Wait a minute. The, the, oh, wildflowers. Um, nurse, um, here, grab me the scissors. And, you know, that's what would happen because that's how intense that stuff is. It's unbelievable. They would be able to smell those fragrances while opening up the patient if the patient was an avid user of air fresheners and scented candles. That's how strong these chemicals really are. A friend of mine ordered a shirt online, all right? And I'm going to head to kind of a different, different type of chemical here. I'm going to head to cologne a little bit. A friend of mine ordered a shirt online, really expensive one, okay? It was first time he ordered like an expensive shirt. And <laughs> what happened was it came, he opened the box, and he was like, oh, my God, the cologne that's coming off this shirt, like why is this new shirt saturated with cologne? And that's because somebody wore the shirt, ordered it before him, worn it with cologne, slept on cologne on them and everything, and then stuck it back, maybe even went out at night with cologne on them, then stuck it back in the box the next morning, shipped it back to the company as a return, and then my friend got it. <laughs> Somehow it made its way back out, to, out, you know, and he got it, brand new shirt. And he was like, oh my God, it was burning his eyes, the smell was terrible, and his wife was like, we'll just wash it. And we'll get that cologne out one shot. And it was starting to smell up their house. It was so strong. They threw it in the wash machine. And after it was washed, they dried it. And the dryer smelled like cologne. The house was smelling like cologne. And it wouldn't come off. It was even stronger than it was when it arrived in the box like it did. So she washed it three or four more times. And then a fifth time. And then finally... After washing like five or six times, they called the company and they said, look, this shirt came drenched in cologne and we had to wash it like six times. And so we need a refund. And said, you can't refund that. You ran it through the wash machine like six times, so you can't refund it. So he, <laughs> he had to throw it out. He put it in a garbage bag and the cologne seeped through the garbage bag and he had to throw that out. That's... That's how this stuff works. How is it possible something could even do that? Well, colognes can do that. These fragrances have the ability to do some serious damage like that. They can go, air fresheners and scented candles can travel through the walls of a house and seep outside to the other side. They have a, a high saturation rate. And if you're a human being, and you're living in your home and that stuff's pumping and you got your scented candles going and your bloodstream's filled with that and your liver's filled with that because your liver has to be the filter 
and be, and it gets filled with that, then yeah, when that surgeon opens you up, you better believe that smell is going to come out. It's that strong. And look, these things are made to have a shelf life for like a hundred plus years. So just imagine because they have an ability to penetrate and stick. That's the kind of saturation rate they have. So their shelf life is like forever, maybe not forever, but definitely a hundred plus years. Just imagine what they're doing inside of us. If you have a house or an apartment that had these air fresheners in the walls and scented candles, you're burning every night and they're pumping away every day. And you never did any renovations at all. Didn't slap on a coat of paint. Didn't, you know, didn't do any renovations to the house. It stayed the same. And you just removed the air. All you did was remove the air fresheners and scented candles. It would smell the same a hundred years later. You know, but look, if you're somebody living with this, just unplug them. Unplug them, throw them out. I mean, that's what I would do, okay? I'd unplug them, I'd throw them out. I would take the candles, I would stop burning them, I would toss the candles out. And maybe look for some candles that maybe had some some natural essential oil or something at best, like a natural unscented candle. And you could burn your candles all day long. You can do what you want. Like, But I would get rid of those chemical-treated, chemical, fake-scented, you know, flower candles, throw them away. But the old smell will be there. But you at least protected yourself from getting fresh, new exposure. And I would pick up a small air cleaner, you know, get that cooking so you can protect yourself, clean up some of that air. And I'll share more tips later on too. So, but I would just get rid of the stuff because you're not getting fresh exposure when you get rid of the stuff. And that's what counts. It's not the old stuff left behind. It's that fresh exposure. It's like, whoa, got a candle lit tonight. And, you know, there you go. Pure essential oils are fine unless you're somebody sensitive. Try not to use a large amount of them. They're really concentrated. Sensitive people and chemical sensitive people can't even handle essential oils. They can't even use them at all. Like not even natural products. If the essential oil is too strong, they can't even use them in natural products. So just be mindful of others that they, if they're sensitive and they can't handle them too. You guys, don't be fooled by the term natural fragrances, all right? Don't be fooled by that. Natural doesn't mean natural. <laughs> natural doesn't mean safe. It just doesn't. It just means it may have a natural ingredient among other unnatural ingredients that are chemical created in labs. Doesn't mean, hey, doesn't mean they are non-toxic and natural just because you see natural. And people with sensitive nervous systems like anxiety, depression, dizziness. Do you know anybody with dizziness? They got like the balance problems, the vertigo, the dizziness, brain fog, tingles and numbness. You get the tingles up your, you know, your arms, your legs, your feet, ticks and spasms, right? Ticks and spasms, jerking, burning skin, migraines, eye floaters, body pain or fatigue or Lyme disease. If you know anybody with these things, you know, and lupus, multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, autoimmune, or any other symptom, all, you know, all the different things that medical medium information has saved so many lives with and has helped so many people out with all these conditions. But people dealing with these, they have to be careful with colognes and perfumes 
and scented candles and air fresheners and aftershaves and incense and hair products too and skin products that are all scented and chemical-based. Because the thing is, most of these conditions I just mentioned are viral-caused. Viruses such as Epstein-Barr cause these conditions, okay? And viruses can get an uprising when they're feeding off of toxic chemicals. Toxic chemicals have things in them like methyl, toxic heavy metals. They're like aluminum are in these things. Copper are in these things. And so what happens is that's in the air you breathe. They're burning the candle, but it's vaporizing, it's vaporizing, and that's just some... All there's other chemicals, too, that viruses, viruses can decide to feed on. So if you got some fibro, some chronic fatigue, some eye floaters, some dizziness, some anxiety, all kinds of things that you got cooking, and you got low-grade viral stuff going on, like an Epstein-Barr sitting in there, and you're burning those candles all the time, you know, that virus can switch gears, it can adapt, it can mutate and decide, you know what, I like this new food source now, laden toxic chemicals from a factory, you know, that aren't good for you, that aren't good for you. And so it can start munching on that. And that's not good either. A lot of chemical sensitive people, they have that kind of situation going on. So we got to worry about that. And so the whole thing, and guess what, these chemicals and these air fresheners, and all that stuff that's got to come through you, it's got to end up in your liver. And guess what? That's where the bugs are. The bugs are mostly in our liver. Your Lyme disease bugs are in the liver. There's the viruses behind Lyme disease. If you know medical medium information, you can learn about that. Your bugs behind multiple sclerosis, eczema, are in your liver. And viruses eat toxins. So when you're breathing in all that scented candle and all those air fresheners and all that other stuff, it's going into your liver and it's getting packed in there and there's a feeding frenzy that could happen. You can get a little bit of an uprising. And if you're new to viruses and how they eat, you got to listen to the egg episode I did. So you got to hear that egg episode. You know, people with these conditions like anxiety and Lyme disease and multiple sclerosis, eczema, migraines already have sensitive nerves because of viruses. That's a big part of why their nervous systems are sensitive. And it can be heightened by chemical fragrances. So somebody with Lyme, they can get the you know tightness of the chest. They can get more tingles and numbness. They can get dizziness. They can get more neurological Lyme symptoms when you're pumping in those those different chemicals from the air fresheners and the scented candles and all that, and even colognes. So... We have to be mindful about that if you got like problems, if you got different sensitivities. Chemical fragrances have a burning effect on the nerves. They can make the nerves extra sensitive. Even like burning skin, burning sensitivities like in the nerves themselves. Like, and that what that does is that gets anxiety more pronounced and it makes anxiety a little bit more serious. So we have to be careful about these things. They can make someone who has an anxiety condition feel like their chest is now burning and tightening and their mouth goes dry and it gives them a panic attack because their vagus nerve is already inflamed by viral neurotoxins. I'll just give you the rundown on that. 
You had a virus in your liver, like Epstein-Barr. It's feeding off of toxic chemicals, you know, that what we're talking about, toxic chemicals. And then it's releasing a neurotoxin. That neurotoxin leaves the liver, floats around, lands on your vagus nerve, and that gets hypersensitive. And now you got more chemicals coming in, scented candles and everything else, and those get into the bloodstream and touch the nerves, and it gets even more hypersensitive. It's medical medium information going back for decades. Chemical fragrances can cling to the nerves, intoxicating the nerve cells and confusing messages that get sent to the brain. Scented candles go straight through the sinuses into the brain. So it's like, okay, breathing in, I'm breathing in those chemicals, boom, right into the sinuses, all that oily chemical-laden residue that's made to actually stick and penetrate ends up going right into cells in the sinus cavities, causing overstimulation to the nerves in the frontal lobe. That alone can cause anxiety, and people don't know this. They're somewhere, and they're breathing in these air fresheners and scented candles, and they have an anxiety attack, or one liter, or in a panic attack, they don't know what was the trigger. You know, in the old days many years ago, only old people <laughs> complained about funny smells. Like, what's that smell on you? <laughs> what? Who left that door open? You know, who left that door open? Where's that smell coming from? Why does my refrigerator smell when I open the door? Only like older people complain about all that kind of stuff. But now it's changed. There are people who are truly chemical sensitive and it's growing in the masses. All these chemical fragrances put a burden on all the people that are already chemical sensitive and it's creating more. It's creating more. So the more and more smells we got going on that are chemical smells like this and getting into more and more people creates even more and more sensitivities too. And then on top of it, everybody's liver gets filled up with all this stuff and it makes your liver sluggish and stagnant over time. But you know what? You could say, who cares? Who cares? Well, maybe if you're somebody, you're feeling good now and you gain five or 10 pounds when you're 30 years old or 35 years old and now you're worried about your five or 10 pounds and now you're freaking out because you're getting new clothes and you don't, you know, things don't fit you like they used to and now you're kind of struggling with it. Or maybe you're somebody struggling with some acne or bloating or hot flashes. You'll care then. You'll care then. You'll be ripping those things out of the wall. You'll be, you'll be throwing your scented candles away. You'll be getting rid of that stuff once that 5, 10 pounds comes on you when you're like 30, 32, 35. And you're like, but I'm trying gluten-free and I'm trying this person's diet and I'm trying this keto thing and I'm trying to do this. But I got five pounds on me. Can't get rid of it. And meanwhile, hey, everybody, come on over. We'll have a little party and a gathering, and we'll light all these scented candles everywhere. Get some incense burning, too. And, you know, it's important because these things matter. They add up. The details don't matter. Um, you don't think the details matter? The details matter. Do they matter when you're doing your YouTube channel and stuff? Do they matter when you're doing your work? Do they matter when you're doing your job somewhere? Do the details matter everywhere else? Oh, they don't matter here, though. No. No, no, they don't matter here. <laughs> so, and most importantly, these fragrances put a burden on women's pre reproductive systems. So reproductive systems become burdened by these chemicals. 
Spirit of Compassion has always told me that when a woman's pregnant and being exposed to all these chemical scents and fragrances, the baby is too. That's a detail we should pay attention to. The details don't matter there. They should be. They should be. Oh, I, oh, but that's right. I forgot. Research and science has that big, warm, comfy blanket all around us while we're on the couch. And we got our bunny slippers and fuzzy socks. And everything feels so good because that research and science blanket is so safe that they would tell pregnant women if anything was a problem. Of course they would. Until it is. Until it did. And they won't. You know, it's, it's kind of funny in one way, but disastrous in another. And I always tell people, look, you know anybody that's pregnant, just stop burning those scented candles. If you know anybody, you know, just, just don't do that. And if they don't do that and they want to still burn them, then I'm like, okay, you got to get proactive here. Get some celery juice in you. Make sure you're not doing these foods. Make sure you bring in these leafy greens so that your baby can be safe and safer and you know and we can work around if you want to still burn your candles because this doctor was telling me that their friend just burns the candles she's pregnant she burns the candles she's got the air fresheners going on and he told her about it and she's like i don't know it smells good and wouldn't it be known that these things are bad or not and he was like look make sure you're doing your celery juice make sure you're doing you know your leafy greens make sure you're bringing in these tools and she's like okay i'll do that because i want to look out for my baby and it's important and look, cologne is the greatest nightmare for someone with migraines. Let's talk about that for a minute. It means instant migraine. Cologne means instant mi migraine. Cologne equals migraine. Just see it that way when you're somebody with migraines. And anybody who knows this, look, knows that if they're prone to headaches, they're prone to migraines, ocular migraines, any kind, and they're breathing in all that heavy cologne for some reason. It's like, boom, it's instant. Perfumes are a second in, in the running. They're second in the running. People with allergies, chronic sinusitis, eye problems, brain fog, dizziness, anxiety, cologne and perfume is an instant trigger whether anybody likes it or not, knows it or not, experiences it or not. I'm just going to tell you right now or is aware of it or not. That's what I really mean, realizes it or not. Someone can be half a mile down a road, okay? Half a mile down a road, and if the air travels just right, and they're wearing all that cologne, they slapped on that cologne and perfume, you will smell it clear as day. Clear as day, half a mile down the road. If you're somebody that's like a quarter mile away in a park, a big park, you're going to smell it clear down the path. If you're someone half mile down the beach and the wind's blowing just right, you're going to smell it. You know, this, this other friend of mine told me they were on the beach, you know, because everything going down with lockdown and everything happening with the plague, you know, they were on the beach and the wind was blowing off the water and it was coming in. It was so nice. And my friend told me it was so nice. It was him and a couple of friends, and it was just the, the air was coming off the ocean. They were like, finally, fresh air. We, you know, it feels so good to get out. And all of a sudden, somebody walked by, you know, on the water side. They just walked by, and the wind was coming off the water, and they had cologne on. And it just took it and woofed it right to everybody. And everybody was doing their breath work. Everybody, everybody was doing their breathing exercises, and it just, boom, hit them, and they all got 
they all got filled up with cologne and they're like, their eyes all opened up like they went into shock. They were breathing in clean air and then instant dirty air. You know, <laughs> they'll smell the cologne as if the person's standing right there. It just shows you how toxic it really is. Pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides. Do you guys know about that stuff? You know, rodenticides. You know what rodenticides are? What is that? It means kill the rodent. It means a chemical to kill rodents. That's what rodenticide means. And herbicides means a chemical to kill herbs. And you know what's crazy? Herbs are strong. Herbs are strong. Rodents are strong too, but herbs are really, really strong. Like, and herbicides kill herbs. It takes a lot to kill herbs, <laughs> weeds. It takes a lot to kill weeds. And pesticides, bugs are strong. And then pesticides kill them bugs. Fungicide, <laughs> fungus is strong. And those fungicides, they kind of just make it worse. But still, that stuff is strong. But you know what's crazy? They smell like perfume and cologne. Pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides smell like perfume and cologne. Check this out. Rodenticides, you know, kill that rodent rodenticides smell like cologne, spit and image of cologne. When I mean spit and image, I mean as if it is what it is. That's how much rodenticide smells like cologne. So when the bug control guy comes with his little sprayer or the rodent guy comes with his little sprayer and he's spraying that spray around, it's like he's spraying cologne around or even perfume around because pesticides and herbicides, they smell like perfume. Fungicides especially smell like perfume. And, you know, shouldn't that be a red flag? Is that a red flag for you? Like, you're like, what? Why is that like that? It's almost like the pesticide companies and the cologne perfume companies are sharing the same recipes. It's like, hey, hey, you know, uh, call the pesticide company. You know, let's get them on the phone. You know, hey, Mac, hey, um, you know, let's share a recipe right here. What do you got cooking? Hey, I'll tell you what we got cooking. It's almost like they share, you know, recipes. I don't know what it is going on there. They make things smell flowery. Pesticide companies, herbicide companies, rodenticide companies, they make it, they make it like flowery, like smelling good, like wildflowers, like perfume. I think they do that so people don't get suspicious. So they don't get suspicious. So they're like, all right, well, you know, that smells pretty good. Because if it really smelled like it did, I don't think people would like it. So I think it's possible something's added in there. Look, I'm not saying they share recipes, clones, perfumes. I'm not saying there's pesticides in those at all. But it is kind of crazy. It's a head scratcher, really, because it's that close of a smell, you know? And you know what's crazy? There's all these people out there doing what they think is their healthy lifestyles, you know, going gluten-free, drinking their green juices, smoothies, healthy fats, using more natural cleaning supplies. Are you one of them? Exercising, <laughs> meditating, focusing on, you know, on personal growth. But then they're spraying on perfume and cologne and lighting their scented candles and burning their incense. It's like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> You know what else is crazy? Everybody's a health expert, okay? Everybody's a health genius these days. Do you see it out there? You hear it out there, right? 
Top top 10 tips to build an immune system. Top five top foods to live long and anti-age. Your problem's all in your gut. Fruit's bad for you. You got to do this diet. You got to do that diet. 10 ways to do keto. The carnivore diet's the key. You know, about this one. Try this green juice recipe to lose weight. Yeah, health is about lifestyles. 10 ways to lower stress. Hack your way to a healthier self. Have you heard that one? Something like that. How about this one? I'm just making these up as I go along. Uh, five ways to heal your gut. Um, how to get abs in 30 days. You know, <laughs> do this for more energy. Meanwhile, these health experts are burning scented candles, slapping on cologne, perfume. They got their plug-in, air fresheners everywhere, air fresheners in their car, incense burning in their house. Their clothes smell like cologne. Their clothes smell like perfume, you know? And their friends are popping over left and right, vaping. <laughs> their friends are popping over, vaping, blowing the vapor <laughs> all over the place. It's sticking everywhere. It's sticking to their furniture, sticking to their clothes. And these health and lifestyle experts don't even know about one of the most critical aspects of how to protect your health. And if you ask them and say, hey, do you know about that? They'll say, oh, I don't use any of that. I don't use any of that. Now, that's not me. I don't do that. But if you were a fly on their wall, most of them do. Believe me, most of them do. The scented candles, guaranteed, guaranteed. You'll find one in almost every health expert's house. You'll find one. And with all that chemical smell, their senses get so blissed out, gone. They don't even know what they're smelling. They get so disconnected to what's around them. Oh, and there's, what about this? I forgot about this. Okay, there's these health experts out there who say we don't need to cleanse. Have you heard that before? Our bodies do it naturally. They don't need any help whatsoever. We don't have to worry. They cleanse naturally. It's what our body does. That's kind of funny because uh, I'm definitely scratching my head on that one a little bit. Um, why is everyone getting a symptom and getting sick? And let's just rephrase that. Why is everyone getting sick? Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, hey, is this a bug bite? Do you know? What? I'm just asking a friend over here. Hold on. I got to ask a friend right next to me. Is this a bug bite on my arm? No, you don't know? What is that? It, I'm scratching it, though, and it's kind of, it's itchy lately. Do you think I got bit by a bug? No, should I go to the doctor? Okay, and it's eczema. It's like every single day. <laughs> Someone is coming down with eczema, psoriasis, anxiety, um, you know, bouts of acne, UTIs, migraines, left and right. It's like it's not escaping. No one's escaping it. It's like people are getting trapped in this. And then they're like, well, what do I do? What's the first thing you do? You go doctor shopping, but we don't need to cleanse. Like there's no reason for it. And it's funny because these health experts, they act like, you know, stay away from preservatives. They give you tips. Stay away from preservatives. No fried, greasy foods. No, <laughs> no processed foods. Make sure your food is clean. Are you eating your vegetables? And don't eat packaged food that has preservatives in it. But meanwhile, they don't want you to cleanse. They want you to stay preserved. All the toxins, all the chemicals, all the poisons, all that different stuff that's going inside of us, every bit of it, 
goes in, goes in, and never comes out. And listen, I'm just going to break this to you. What goes in has to come out. It has to. What goes in has to come out. If it doesn't, it'll keep on going in. And then one day, something's going to pop. Something's going to break. The nuts and bolts are going to start you know, coming undone. Something's going to go go wrong. And that's what happens to everybody. You can go enough years. You can be even younger and it start happening. Because young people have all these different problems and they'll have all these different toxins in them and pathogens. And that's a whole other thing. Bugs go in and they don't go out. And these health experts don't know anything about viruses. They don't know anything about pathogens either where people are sick because of bugs. And bugs get into us throughout our life and they go in and if we're not working on getting them out, getting rid of them and the poisons also along with them, then we just end up preserving them. And these health experts want to seal them in, just like seal them in the tomb, seal them in our body tomb. They just want it in there and never out. I mean, look, you might be somebody that's in the health field or something, health experts saying, no, that's not really true. I don't see that out there. Well, I mean, you scratch the surface, it's out there. It, it's really messed up, actually, how it works. We do have to do some cleansing, and it's important because it'll build up in us and build up in us and then explode, and then explode out of us in a way that's like gout. It's like, now all of a sudden I got gout. Now all of a sudden I got something else. I got a gallbladder attack. Oh, my God, I got a gallbladder attack. What is this? Oh, my God. And it's a gallbladder attack. It's like, well, that gallbladder was just getting filled up with sludge, getting filled up with all kinds of debris, and it gets thicker and thicker because we're not cleansing out that liver, but then they'll throw you on a high-fat diet. These health experts be like, healthy fats, make sure you're doing keto, make sure, and look, I'm not saying I got any, you know, all kinds of issues about keto or anything else. I support all the diet belief systems. I just like to plug in information into all of them so people have a chance to heal with whatever belief system they get married to. But bottom line is these health experts want you doing all your fats and yeah, they want you to have like some berries and some vegetables, but they want lots of healthy fats because that's the trend and they all follow suit. Everybody falls suit to the mainstream trend that's going down. And great, it's okay. You want to dump fats into people and clog up their liver because all that fat has to get sucked into the liver. The liver has to process it. The liver has to build, all of a sudden create all this bile, shoot out all this bile to try to break down these fats, thin out your blood, and your, your liver has to overwork. But there's a problem there. You need your liver to actually cleanse these toxins First of all, filter them, then get them out so they leave the body, and it doesn't happen. It just never happens. You get 10 years later, it just never happened. 15 years later, it never happened, and you get sick. And the health experts, they just want all this fat in your system that clogs up the liver. It burdens down the liver, breaks it down, and then we get in trouble because now our bile reserves are low, our liver is dysfunctional, it's stagnant, it's sluggish. All the poisons and toxins we breathe in every day and take in every day, they just get stuck in there and they never leave. They get stuck in the cell tissue. They get stuck in the fat cells inside the liver and that's it. It's like, okay, that's, that's where we stand. So what can we do about this? 
you know, where can we go with this, all right? To begin with, you know, let's get this stuff out of us. And I wrote a book called Cleanse to Heal. Some of you guys probably heard of it already. And there's a reason why I wrote that book with Spirit of Compassion's information. And millions of people are healing because of this medical medium information. But let me give you some tips on getting these toxic troublemakers out of our body. Scented candles, air fresheners, you know, incense, colognes, perfumes, aftershave, other toxic chemicals. I'm not even mentioning here household cleaners, right? All the conventional household cleaners, fabric softeners. I'm not even going into that land on this episode. But to start with, I would stop using them, especially the scented candles. Get rid of those. That's the biggest one along with the air fresheners. Those are the big ones. Those are the big boys. Just throw those out, okay? Clones, perfumes, I'd be cautious on those too because I would because eventually you become chemical sensitive and now you're searching for answers. And meanwhile, you could be slapping on that cologne perfume or have that air freshener going into your body and it's worsening the condition. That's what I've seen out there. It's a spirit of compassion tells me it happens too. A big part of how all of these things stay in us is that we're dehydrated, chronically dehydrated. We're doing the caffeine drinks. We're doing the coffee drinks. We're doing all that stuff, right? So we're already going around chronically dehydrated. We're doing a lot of food that makes us dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated, these chemical toxins, these chemical poisons, they don't have a chance to get out. They don't stand a chance to get out. And then we're dumping in the fats. The fats are getting dumped in. So they don't stand a chance to get out. And, you know, we never hydrate properly. And that's another show too, hydration show we'll do down the road. But people aren't eating enough fresh fruit. And is that a scary word? <laughs> fresh fruit? Could be a scary word for you. People aren't doing enough leafy greens. I'm not talking about some lettuce leaves here and there. I'm not talking about that, a piece of spinach here and there. I'm talking like leafy greens, like medical medium spinach soup, that kind of leafy green where you're doing, you know, two cups minimum of fresh spinach, blending it up with some tomatoes and some other things. You can check out that recipe. And, but that spinach soup filled with trace minerals, filled with all kinds of incredible things. That's a way to really also partially hydrate. It matters. That's a raw dish. Okay, it's really helpful, but fresh fruit, fresh herbs. What about celery juice? That's herbal medicine. And so celery juice is a great way also to get toxins out of us, also to hydrate us. And then wild foods, bringing those in, and of course some vegetables whenever we can. And people aren't drinking any coconut water. And that's something you might want to bring in, is bringing in some coconut water. Don't do coconut water with additives because... Those additives might be natural flavors that have MSG in them. So look out for that. Look out for natural flavors, natural flavoring. So that's why I say no additives there. And then if your coconut water is pink, I would avoid it. Because you need to avoid the pink coconut water because that's important. And I'll tell you why. Because it oxidizes. When it oxidizes, it goes bad. So everybody's like, hey, I got the pink one. Hey, awesome, I got the pink one. This coconut water, is so, look how cool this is. Wow, I heard this is good for you. And it's not. It's not good for you. That's coconut water that's going bad. That's basically going bad. It's going south, okay? And that's how it works. When the coconut water ages, it starts to die, starts to get bad, starts to go bad, 
and then it starts to oxidize and then you get the pink and then red until it's just like toasted. It's like gone. So you don't want, you want to avoid that. That's not good for you to have that oxidized coconut water. It's not hydrating you. Then all of a sudden now that coconut water's dehydrating you versus hydrating you. That's the difference. But let's talk about these tools. Like the spinach soup, that's a tool. Fresh herbs like, you know, the herbal medicine, celery juice, those are tools. Wild foods are tools. And people aren't using these foods correctly or getting them in them, using them right. So they stay hydrated clean up, get the trace minerals, get the antiviral compounds. Antiviral, what? Antiviral, what? Antiviral compounds are in these foods, these wild foods, fresh herbs, fresh fruit, you know, leafy greens. That's what's in there. Antibacterial compounds, phytochemical compounds. So you got to think about that too. And all of it matters. Eating fruits and vegetables is not enough. It's just not enough because it's a whole different kind of concept for each person in their mind. Like what, a banana? Okay, what, an apple, um, a couple of berries, um, what, vegetables? What do you mean vegetables? And a tomato, they'll think, well, tomato's a fruit, but they'll be like, I eat vegetables. I have tomato in my salad. <laughs> so, you know, but it's not enough just to do fruits and vegetables. It's got to be these leafy greens with the trace minerals. Okay, the trace mineral salts, that's critical. You got the herbal medicine, you got the celery juice, you got the wild foods like the frozen wild blueberries, and you got the coconut water, that's a big deal all on its own, okay? And people aren't drinking enough fresh juices. So they're eating too many high-fat meals, they're doing the caffeine, they're doing salt, and they're not able to even allow their body to naturally detox these chemical scents, these fragrances, even out of the body. They're not even able to get them out or even start getting them out. So let's do the basics, okay? First of all, if all that's overwhelming and you're thinking like, what do I have to do now? Let's go, let's go with the medical, medical medium morning cleanse. That's really a good place to start. Go, we'll start on a gentle, easy way. 16 to 32 ounces of lemon water. First thing in the morning. So 16 to 32 ounces of lemon water. So what does that mean? You cut a lemon in half, all right? Squeeze it in 16 ounces of water. Squeeze a half if you want. Squeeze a whole one if you want. And you can even go to 32 ounces. Now, I would recommend 32 ounces, okay? Because that's the spirit of compassion has always told me is it's 32 ounces. 16 is, is borderline and it's good, all right? And for 35 years, I've been spreading that information that when you do the 16 to 32 ounces of lemon water in the morning without eating anything heavy in the morning, like no, nothing fats, and I'll talk about those fats in a minute. If you do that on its own, you have a chance to cleanse the liver. You have a chance to cleanse the liver. It's medical medium information originally. And about cleansing the liver part with 32 ounces of lemon water. Now what happened is the information trickled on down the line as 35 years have gone by and publications of the books, and now people, it what happens is because it doesn't get cited back to the source, now it's like, I do my lemon water coffee, I do my lemon, whatever it is, I do my lemon tea blend, and they go the four ounces of water, maybe a tea bag in there, they'll have a slice of lemon on the side hanging off, of, hanging off the, the cup, or they'll just be doing eight ounces of lemon water and just squeeze a little bit or something. 
or a drop in there and it's never done right, that's not going to do it. It won't do it. And then after, after, after you do the 16 to 32 ounces of lemon water, wait 15, 30 minutes and then go into the 16 to 32 ounces of celery juice, okay? And then you can wait 15 to 30 minutes after the celery juice to move on to the next part. But let's talk about the celery juice. The celery juice is really important because you've got the sodium cluster salts. That's a subgroup of sodium that bind on to toxins. It goes up into the liver. And less than 16 ounces you can do if you want a celery juice. You can do eight ounces if you want to acclimate, but you want to build up to 16 ounces minimum because you need that flushing power. You want enough of that celery juice to find its way down the small intestinal tract, right down in there, and find the hepatic portal highway out of the intestinal tract and colon up into the liver. It'll, go, it'll drive itself up in there, get into the liver, find its way into the gallbladder, and start working on all these different chemical fragrances, toxins, pathogens, byproduct, neurotoxins, dermatoxins that create eczema, it's medical medium information, all of that. And that's what you want to do. And 16 to 32 ounces of celery juice every morning takes you to that next level of working on cleaning this stuff out. And this isn't scary. This isn't scary or anything, but it's that powerful for you. And then after that, wait, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, then have fruit in the morning, a fruit smoothie or just fruit. That's fine. If that scares you, maybe just start small then, but I would just dive into it. I'd be like, wait a minute, don't be afraid of fruit because fruit is, is fruit are, the fruits are so important for us to have in our diet. And look, okay, so let's go into this. If you need something cooked, Maybe you can have potatoes, like steaming them. Don't have a baked potato. Don't have a potato with oil on it. So if you have a potato with oil on it, that's when we get in trouble. So you don't want to have that. So steamed potatoes, sweet potatoes, winter squash. You can do your oatmeal, but don't add in your radical fat. Don't do that. Because if you have your oatmeal and you throw peanut butter in it, you just blew it. You just blew the medical meeting morning cleanse. Now, if you do that, start fresh the next day. So what? So what? If you did it, you start fresh the next day. But you don't want to have that almond butter in your oatmeal. You don't want to have that soy milk. You don't want to have that, you know, that uh, coconut milk. You don't want to have anything like that in there. Cacao nibs, any kind of fat you want out of there. Because when you keep the fats out in the morning and then you're hydrating on top of it with the lemon water and the celery juice and you're doing some fruits in a fruit smoothie, you're now giving your liver what it needs to flush out those toxins and poisons. And that can make you less chemical sensitive down the road because that's going to take you there. That can take you to a place of less eczema, less eczema. That can take you to a place of less acne, less acne. I mean, these are the, these are tips. These are, you know, there's other tools. There's plenty of them to customize for your, your condition, but this is where you start. Okay. And, and that means no avocado, no oil, no nuts, no nut butter, no almond butter, no peanut butter, no dairy products, no milk, cheese, no butter. I've seen people put butter in their oatmeal. It's like, okay, just made some oatmeal. Let me put butter in it. So no butter, okay? No animal products, no added radical fats until noon, okay? So all morning until noon, stay hydrated. Bring in more coconut water if you need to like 16 ounces, 
okay? You can do a snack. You can do 16 ounces of water too, either coconut water or water. And then you can do a snack, okay? That's another thing, okay? And that snack is fruit. Try to do fruit as a snack. And if you want to do a little bit more, you know, steamed potato, sweet potato or squash or a second round of oatmeal or even add millet as a third choice, you can... This will allow your liver to have a break and formulate that morning routine because that's what you need, the morning liver routine, all right? And for more details, you can pick up the book at the library. You can get it at the library for free, Cleanse to Heal. That's the book, the information. You can get a copy of your own if you want to. You can go out and get a copy. It's everywhere. But also, it's important to keep our immune system strong. And chemicals knock down our immune systems. It's as simple as that. We have to keep our immune system strong right now with everything going around and what's happening, the plague that we're in. And this is one way to do it. Be mindful about the chemicals we're up against because they lower our immune system. When you give your body a chance to flush out the bad that's coming in, you're helping to keep your immune system strong. Think about this. What keeps us alive? Air, food, water. We can't lose any of those three things. But if we're into health and we never focus on the air and we're only focused on our food and water, then we get kind of in trouble there because we never truly focus on what's in our air. We think about air quality because that's what I probably think someone out there is thinking right now. It's like, well, I, I'm worried about air quality. I, want, I don't want the smog. I want good air quality. I want fresh air. But we really need to think about our air quality, like the immediate air quality around us, important pieces of it, because we're always focused on the quality of our food, the quality of our water, and yeah, I'm into that. It's quality of food matters, and water matters. But what happens is we think about our air, but we exclude the air fresheners, the scented candles, the colognes, the perfumes, the incense. We exclude those. We really do. And there's people out there that are so health conscious, and I'm so happy about that. They're worried about a lot of different things. They're concerned. They, they're concerned about the environment, their food, their water, what they do, doing natural things. Things have to be natural, nat natural household cleaners, all kinds of different options that are out there, and they're concerned about it, and including organic clothes and all of it. And at the same time, they're burning their scented candles. They're throwing on their perfumes. They're over their friend's house. The air fresheners are going. No one's saying anything like it even exists. What happens is we don't focus on the air like we need to, and we pretend those things don't even exist. Domestic chemical warfare shows us that the spiritual war around us and above us is real. Industries change the air we breathe without our say and without a choice. They decide what our air becomes and make the air we breathe come at a cost. As we know, life is hard enough on this earthly plane with all we have to fight for in order to stay sane. The air we breathe is a natural part of our life and should always be pure and should stay free of darkness because it's of the light. If something so simple as the breath of life gets altered, changed, or tampered with and makes it so we lose our senses to what smells good, safe, and right, 
and we lost one of the most important freedoms of our life. When we awaken to what's wrong with the air we breathe, we see things in a way that they are not supposed to be. As the years go by and we live our lives, gone are the days that our air didn't come with a price. Invisible sickness inside the air, every breath you take is unbelievably unfair. It wouldn't matter if time stood still, the damage is done, so many are getting ill. We can never look back if we don't know what it was like. The past is behind us, the present is here. The future can be ruined with all the bad air. Air should be pure, air should be clean. It's our God-given right for our body to receive. With the insight and the knowledge, we can take control of our life and rise out of the ashes. See, I believe in you, and I know you can heal. As you guys know, I'm not a doctor. Any information you learned here, feel free to take to your doctor or healthcare provider. If you found this show helpful and informative, feel free to share it with someone in need of the information. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Medical Medium. And for more information on healing, please visit medicalmedium.com. Thank you so much for listening.